Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurbs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 81, season 5, episode 1, entitled The Fabian Strategy, originally airing September 23rd, 2010. David, you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. 30 Rock is back for season 5, and so apparently is TGS, even though that really doesn't fit with the earlier timelines of the show, but I think we've thrown that out the window at this point. Anyway, after everyone catches Liz up over the phone about what, they, what they've been up to and what they're going to do, we learn that Jenna has a clause in her contract that makes her, her a producer starting in the fifth season. Meanwhile... Tracy can't help but see Kenneth everywhere at 30 Rock, even when, even though he's not there anymore. And after a lavish summer vacation, Avery and Jack have now moved in together, and both have their own interior design opinions. Finally, Liz and Carol are trying to make their relationship work, even though Liz doesn't want to let him into her own apartment. Yeah. Um... So, the, the season 5, 6, and 7 are the seasons where I sort of start to fall off on 30 Rock. Like, I don't think it's bad. I th- I don't think it's necessarily past its prime, but there's not many moments that I really remember from the series at this point. I feel like I feel like we've come and gone past what I would consider, like, the mean moments and a lot of memorable, funny moments from 30 Rock, but I'm also wanting to be incredibly present, pleasantly surprised, but um, I just thought this was kind of a dud of an opener for the season. Like, it has some moments, but it was just kind of like... I feel like they could have done so much more with Jenna being, like... She's usually so power-hungry and has no control, whereas now she has the power and the control, and I feel like they didn't do enough with her in that situation, which is kind of a miss. Like, they could have they could have done a season arc of that, and that would have been so much fun to watch, but they didn't, unfortunately. Um, the Jack and Avery stuff is fun, even though we don't get to see Elizabeth Banks, like... Uh, they spent all their guest budget on Matt Damon. I guess so, because he <laughs> takes up a lot of his episode. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's just... Uh, it wasn't that strong to me as of an episode. But it wasn't bad. It just was like, eh, it was ho-hum. Yeah, I thought it was an alright episode. There are a few bits of meta commentary I guess about the show that are that are funny, but there's a scene in it where I can't tell if Matt Damon is a bad actor, or if the point of that scene was that it was supposed to be over the top and silly and not believable at all. We can talk about that when we get to it. And there's also a scene that I really don't think would fly in any modern light with Pete and Paula. Yes, uh, no. We'll talk about that as we get there. Just because, like, it's non-consensual. Even if you're yeah. married and you have sex with someone and they're not aware of it, it is not consensual sex. It is not good. Yeah, uh, There anyway. was a big deal about that. That I guess a few, or, yeah. Oh. I guess a few years ago, but I guess it never actually got pulled from huh. streaming services. Yeah, well, obviously, because we watched it on Hulu. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess it's because people just they don't think about it. And they just think, oh, they're married, so that means that it's okay, and it's not like it doesn't excuse it. Like married or in a relationship or anything. Yeah. Well, I think the point of that seems to joke it's on Pete right. saying like he. He slept with his wife, but only because she was she, she was asleep and she yeah. wasn't conscious while it was happening. Which right. wah, wah. yeah, like I get the joke, but it doesn't excuse yeah. it or make it funny or anything. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, like and Matt Damon, I don't know. I feel like I got I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Like not necessarily the whole episode, but there are moments where I'm just like, I know Matt Damon's a good actor. I just don't know what he's doing in these scenes. Like he just feels like he's hamming it up too much or weird direction or something i don't know i just feel like i'm glad he's out of the picture halfway through the season because i didn't really spoiler spoiler i don't really care for his character that much um anyway i jenna's subplot this episode is really good because she she actually turns out to be a super competent businesswoman well i say super competent extremely brutal and willing to slash the budget at the expense of anyone's feelings or life i guess at one point (laughs) Well, I mean, but I mean, that's that, that, and that's why I think it could have been like a season, or at least like a yeah. multi-episode thing of just her being in that role. And on the other hand, though, like they burn through a lot of jokes. And her, like she fires this person and says, you know, like the we'll we'll uh, what get rid of the town car budget because it's cheaper if someone gets murdered to replace. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is hilarious. But it's like I think that's sort of thing where like 
that's I like it sounds like that storyline could have had a lot of potential at the same time like they burned through many jokes here that like maybe maybe that's something they were toying with on making a longer arc and they realized like they didn't have enough material to so they kind of threw it all at this one and yeah you know maybe they didn't have enough faith in yeah in the bits yeah that's fair that's that's a good read I guess any other thoughts on uh, the Fabian strategy before we hop in that doesn't work out very well does it the Fabian strategy. Well, it worked out for Avery, not so much for Jack. No, she 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 Hannibal his oh, Fabian that's right, strategy. That's right. She used the Hannibal strategy, you're right. Yeah. Let's elephant clomp in. Well, welcome to season five. So the cold open is basically gonna do uh, David has sort of already explained it, but basically it's going to uh set up Jack Carol and Trey. This is a busy episode because we essentially got five plots going on right now, right? We got Carol and Liz, Jack and Avery, Tracy and Kenneth, and Jen and Pete. So four, I would say four. Four, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's still a pretty busy, uh, pretty busy episode. But yeah, let's hop in. No time jumps. No. Lemon is Jack. Who's Jackie? Oh, Lemon. Avery and I just got back from the most amazing vacation on Paul Allen's yacht. And for four glorious weeks, my naturally blonde lady love and I basked in the three S's. Surf, sun, and... Sandwiches? <laughs> we didn't need sandwiches, Lemon. It was so warm you could pick fully cooked lobsters out of the water. Sheer bliss. Avery is the most perfect woman ever created. Like a young Beau Derrick. Stuffed with a berry gold water. You sound weird. Do you have a beard? Not for long. It's back to reality. No more making love on the beach surrounded by a privacy circle of English trained butlers. But I've got to get out of island mode and back into work mode. How was your summer? Get this. My gynecologist committed suicide. And I'm back. Hey, Lizzie, uh, I'm about to take off. I'm in Lambert, St. Louis, and I can see the arch from here. No, wait, actually, that's a half-burned-down McDonald's. Uh, anyway, weather's great, and I just have to go St. Louis, Newark, Newark, Atlantic City, Atlantic City to Newark, and then I'll be there. <laughs> Who flies Newark to Atlantic City? Black bachelorette parties. Gotta go. Hello? Yo! I'm calling to say that I'm giving you 110% this year. I'm relaxed, I'm focused, and I'm going to be churning out the good stuff like you've never seen. That's great, Tracy. Oh, I missed out. I thought I was calling my nutritionist. Goodbye. Okay, season five, here we go. So there's not much to explain there. Um, it's basically one big exposition dump, right, but right. they handle it pretty... I mean, the way they frame it, though, is better than some exposition dumps, is the way I'll say that, because yeah. I guess... You know, it, I mean, all of them calling those at the same time, like, you have to, I guess, suspend a little disbelief for that, but, but it's not, you know, I guess, crazy to think that people would be calling her before the season starts just to, like, have a chat before they, they get back into the swing yeah. of things, I guess. Um, and, it, and it sort of reunites you with the characters, as we know, like, it points out that Liz is still very prudish about sex stuff, so she interrupts Jack, is like, oh, sandwiches? Because please don't talk about sex. Yeah, it, it, just, it just reunites you with everything, like, I, I thought it was a good opening, um, that that last line of okay season five here we go like i get it and you're not supposed to think about it too much but it's just kind of clunky because it's just like okay she's saying it to the audience but it's also like it can be used to refer to tgs's fifth season i don't know it's just there's being meta but there's being so in your face meta that it just comes off as weird or forced that it's just kind of like oh yeah anyway it's the season five premiere season five here we go yeah no it's funny it's funny but uh, it's just it always just hits me wrong, and I'm kind of like, meh. Do you have a, a frame of reference for Bo Derek? All I know about Bo Derek is the braids, and so right, yeah. maybe there's a, maybe there's a version of that reference that makes more sense than that. I just I don't know. I don't know. Derek is blonde. Oh yeah, but anyway, yeah. No, Barry Goldwater was just a, a Republican presidential candidate who was very right wing at the time. But uh, I mean, I guess looking from the historical perspective, there's like a line from Goldwater to Reagan to probably Trump, so that sort of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, so it makes sense because we know of Avery's character is that she is obviously pretty right wing. So yeah, a good fit for Jack. Yeah, perfect for him. So we come back from the cold open and we get into Jenna's storyline, which is the last one we have not set up, but 
uh, Pete and Liz announce that she... Well, Pete announces and to Jack and Liz that she is now a producer. Because they didn't think they were going to get this far. What about office supplies? Can you come down 5% there? I'll try. We're already printing all of our internal memos on the back of my kids' art. In order for this merger to stay attractive to our friends at Cable Town, we have to seem like a sexy, profitable company, and we're almost pulling it off. The Harry Potter theme park is a huge hit with both Anglophiles and pedophiles. The movie division has a James Cameron movie. The whole world will see whether they like it or not. Only NBC continues to be the engorged whitehead on the otherwise flawless face of Universal Media. Lemon, why are you spending so much money on wigs? Tracy's head size keeps changing. Uh, hang on. What is this pay increase for Jenna? Oh, boy. Look, as we enter the fifth season of TGS, and remember, no one ever thought we'd make it this far. I believed in us. Uh, that was actually an oversight. Jenna has some crazy stuff built into her contract that kicks in now. Like what? Eye contact. Everyone must make eye contact with Miss Maroney at all times. She also gets a producer credit. What? Oh, it's just a vanity credit, Lemon, a low-cost way to make someone feel more important, like executive producer Ashton Kutcher or Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Am I late for the producer's meeting? Eye contact. Thank you. So Jenna's wearing her business slut t-shirt yeah. there, so everyone knows about her, her, new, her new responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, I've always liked the joke whenever they make like um, oh it's just a pointless title like co-executive producer like just to make someone feel special and then they don't do it they don't get the timing right on this I feel like they could have done it right after that line of because they put up co-executive producer Matt Hubbard if they had done it just like three seconds earlier it would have uh, it would have I think yeah. made that joke a little land a little bit better um, but yeah I like I like shows that make jokes like that because yeah. it's like. It's silly. Because, I mean, we get, I think we've already had the joke where, yeah, yeah, we've already had the episode where um, Liz tries to get um, Tracy's wife, help me out. Sherry Shepard, but Angie. Angie, an executive (laughs) producer credit on the show. And even Angie's like, I don't want that crap title. Like, it's just, they've already made, clearly there's someone in the writing team that's like, producers are pointless or are silly titles or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. there's also some fun visual jokes in addition to Jenna's business slut shirt, um, but like the, all the memos being written on <laughs> Pete's kids' drawings. Like one is the one of the kids with a like one arm has an axe and the other one I guess has a sword. Like just like but it's like a kid and there's like a person being stabbed that has like dad written on like the forehead. It's just like oh that's really sad. Like man, if I was sent to a guidance counselor, Pete's kids love him. They love him. All five of them. Um, yeah. When did Avatar? Had Avatar come out? By I was, this point? That was the last thing I was going to touch on. Yeah. So Avatar would have opened in December of two thousand nine. So okay. we're almost about as this episode's airing about a year post its insane triumph, I guess, at the box office, which now has been overtaken by uh, Avengers Endgame. But was yeah. It- was it a game or was it Force Awakens? Well, Force Awakens beat. I know Force Awakens. Force beat Awakens it. did, did beat. Did Endgame beat Force Awakens? Since, yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, there was all these funny jokes about uh, Force Awakens passing the torch of highest grossing wow. movie to Avengers, but it was like your Disney's just passing the torch yeah. to Disney. So it's like okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, Avatar was huge. Every like he says, like everyone will see it regardless if they don't want to, because that was kind of the situation yeah. with Avatar. Like everyone saw it. Most people are pretty mad on that film, but everyone saw it. I saw earlier that, well, they pushed Avatar back again to, I guess, 2021, but also it's now like six years overdue, because it was originally supposed to land in December 2014. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I mean, he's one of the few production companies that actually has went on hiatus right. due to the pandemic, um, where there's guys like Christopher Nolan and... Well, Tenet got, got pulled indefinitely. indefinitely. Um, I have a feeling that thing's still going to come to VOD before it's ever anything. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. What I've heard so. is they're going to launch it in Europe and worldwide in late August and U.S. post Labor Day. But obviously, that could change. But that that we'll the, those were like the rumors swirling of what like started overseas and then wait for the U.S. But I mean, I mean that's still what like a month, month not even a month and a half away. The way I mean. The way cases are going here, I, I, 
AMC is still planning to reopen in August, so Yikes. that may change. Like yeah. many other things have changed, though, after they were announced. So. It'll be interesting to see if Avatar can, uh, you know, lightning strike twice kind of situation. I don't. Know. I mean, I didn't expect Avatar. I've said I mean, the first one was did, almost a fluke, but but to do it again and then have three more after it to try and do it again. Is, yeah, it's I ambitious. would say inexplicably against all odds, it'll make lots of money. But I also said about cats, and that didn't happen. So I, I don't well, know. I think what Avatar had going for it was its 3D, and I think like even if they're doing that again, if it doesn't have anything else really going for it, I don't know if it'll reap that same success. I don't know. We'll see. I I mean I've got no dog in the fight, so if it does well, hooray. If it doesn't, hooray. It doesn't really affect my life in any way, but. I just, it's been 10 years now, over 10 years, and it'll be 12 by the time it comes out, so we'll see. Maybe enough time has passed. Like, the people that were kids when Avatar came out now have family and want to pass on the legacy kind of thing. The the legacy of Avatar. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Anyway. So while Tracy is uh, making his rounds at TGS, he mistakenly... Uh, thinks the page is Kenneth uh, before the page has to be very rude and say, I'm not Kenneth. Kenneth got fired after last season. Uh, So Tracy's mind is all in a a weird space. Uh, But we go back to Jack's office where he and Liz talk about relationships. Good meeting. So uh, how are things with Carol? Good. Did you know that if you're a pilot, the Chili's will seat you right away, even if the pilot's dinner companion has just been yelling at the hostess? You're the Jackie O of our time. And pilots get all these travel points at Starwind Hotels. The one in Midtown has free internet. He doesn't stay with you when he's here? Why would he? Those Starwinds are nice. I mean, the bathtubs are so much cleaner than at home. I I don't know how they do it. They clean them. Uh, You are not in a real relationship, Lemon. Ugh, I hate that word, relationship. It's almost as bad as climax. You can't just do the vacation part. At some point, you have to go home to the same house, unpack your dirty laundry, and have a life together. And one of you says, we should redecorate. And the other one says, please, Avery, I'm using the commode right now. Oh, she wants to redecorate? She just moved in. Avery uh, has opinions. I love her for that, unfortunately. She wants to repaint the upstairs hallway in a strie faux finish called Husk. I prefer the color that's already there, a reddish-brown shade called Elk Tongue. So tell her no, it's your house. This is how I know you've never had an adult relationship. If I say no, then I will be required to say yes to something else in the future, and the stakes in the future might be higher. Then say yes. If I give in, then I'm no longer the alpha in my house. Before you know it, you'll have me wearing jeans and reading fiction. Yeah, well, yes and no are kind of your only two choices. For most men, sure, but there is a third option. The Fabian strategy. I know this. If an apple and a feather fall at the same time... The Fabian strategy derives its name from the Roman general Quintus Fabius Maximus. He ran away, Leonard. Rather than engage in battle, he would retreat and retreat until the enemy grew fatigued and eventually made a mistake. Although I abhor it as a military strategy, it is the basis for all of my uh, personal relationships. So Avery is your enemy. That sounds healthy. You're in no position to judge. Meeting someone in a hotel room twice a month is not a relationship. Just ask any hooker. Oh, stop saying relationship. I'm sorry, I was going to say climax. There's something about Jack's logic here of if she wins this argument, then I'm weak. But if I win the argument, I'm still going to have to, like, deal with the consequence. Like, it's just like, I don't know, it just seems, I mean, obviously it is incredibly unhealthy, but, like, to just think of your relationship in that way of like, can I can I lose this argument now, and then just make it up the next time? Like it just seems like so. I mean, I guess it's a businessman's mentality when you've been doing it for so long, you just get into that. But it just seems like that's really not. I don't think you should be thinking of like your personal relationships in that way. Imagine how Jack got to be in his fifties or whatever, and, right. and, and has had so many divorces and relationships, and I can't imagine why. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess it's the first time we've seen that from him, though. Yeah. So. Although this time he's met his match. Yeah. And even though she's never on camera, we <laughs> learned she's had her own strategies that yeah. to mm-hmm. get her away in the end. Yeah, she does a good job. Uh, but uh, in Pete's office, Lila, Jenna is is hopping into her new producer role, and she, she happily takes up the task of having to be the quote-unquote mean one uh, that's firing people and, and, and making all the bad calls and decisions for the rest of the team. A line item budget. Oh, I love this. It takes people and turns them into amounts of money. 
Except for Tracy, I'm the most person on the show. What do we do now? Oh, okay, well, Jack wants me to keep the budget flat, but I don't want to deny people their raises. You should fire Grace from wardrobe. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> fire Grace? Come on, you'd have to be a heartless monster to... I'll do it. Grace, your position has been terminated, effective immediately. But I've been here since the Jack Parr show. Your health insurance will remain in effect until the end of this sentence. Come on, chop chop. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> so, do you want to guess when the Jack Parr was that Jack Parr show was on air? Nineteen sixty. Well, yeah, it was. It ran from nineteen fifty-seven to nineteen sixty-two. Yeah. So Grace so has been there an incredible over long time. fifty years. Yeah, good job, Grace. Time to retire. Yeah, but I mean, that's one of those jokes that it's like we've never seen that character before. We'll never see him yeah. again. But it's funny because it's just like super old lady. Course, like, how can I afford my medications after this? And Medicare, like, hopefully. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully. If you've oh, been poor Grace, well, no, well, it's if she started at 18 or even in her 20s on the Jack Parr show and she's been there 50 years, yes, she's well into security, social security, and retirement age. So, as long as Grace has been doing well, keeping up her money, even though she's living in New York, presumably. Well, maybe she commutes in from, from oh, Jersey. She's got a very good rent-controlled area. Yeah, that's she true. Maybe she lives in a rent-controlled apartment. Yeah. So Liz gives Tracy advice about seeing Kenneth around the office and just reminds him that if he does see Kenneth, to just tell himself he's in control and it's a figment of his imagination. Uh, meanwhile, in the writer's room, uh, we can see the writers again, which I feel, like we haven't, I feel like it's been a while since we've really seen all of them and anything really happening in the writer's room. Um, no, we don't see much happening there this episode either. Oh, no, there's no actual work going on. It's all... There, there's this fun through line throughout the episode of everyone playing Would You Rather, and Liz just gets fed up with it by the end, but um, they are playing Would You Rather. Liz, get in on this. Would you rather have to start every sentence you say for the rest of your life with Urkel's catchphrase, Did I do that? Or be Siamese twins with Sharon Stone for a year. Can I do that? Carol! So, Carol, you ever join the Mile High Club? Try five miles high, and no, I have not. Uh, did you ever see a UFO up there? Uh, no, but once when I was in the Air Force, I saw Mr. T in a pizza hut. Was the Air Force like Top Gun? Yeah, but with a lot more volleyball. You ever kill anyone? Sucked a mechanic into my engine once. Are you on Facebook? Just wants to poke him. He just wants a fland. He doesn't have any flans. Oh, mm-hmm. oh man, that Top Gun sequel got pushed back too. Oh, it's right. supposed to open yeah. up in July. I don't know. Was there many people excited about that? Oh, I think so. I think yeah. Yeah, yeah I was hearing a lot of buzz about it. So hmm. if oh. it if it ever comes out, I mean, I'm uh, I would say if I'm sure everything will come out, even if it's only on VOD, but. I feel like releasing major things on VOD is almost admitting defeat, so... Well, I mean, I mean well for Trolls. That's true, but that well, was like a, a family... Movie. Yeah, kids movie, yeah. like... I don't know, I feel like it... I don't know, to me it's like they're almost admitting defeat, because it's like if they start pushing stuff out like that on VOD, then like, when do they get back to the... Right. Shooting and normal business of theater movies? I don't know. Like, that just seems like a, a, it could be a, a bad precedent, precedent. If, they, if they end up giving in, which... I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe VOD is the future, and this is just accelerating that. But I don't know. It's it, yeah. it, it just it seems like. I mean, I can see why they're going to be extremely hesitant to keep, especially Tenet, but also stuff even like Top Gun back from from uh, yeah theater release. I guess I don't know. Mulan was Mulan and uh, the new Jan- No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Those were the two big. Those were supposed to really be kicking off the summer stuff. Yeah, the Bond was like the first one to move because yeah. they moved that really early to this fall, and then now obviously that's next. Uh, next yeah. is it next summer or next fall? Uh, now? I'm not sure the exact date, but I know they pushed yeah. it back again because I think it was pushed from April to September or November, one of those months, and now yeah. it's just off. It's I mean, sort of off the that seems more the Bond one seems more realistic to me than. Keep on pushing tenant back a week or two every couple of weeks and like for real yeah. this time, but well, obviously not for real this time. But yeah. it seems like a year. I don't know pushing bond at least next summer or whenever it was is, is hopefully 
<laughs> relatively it's, safe enough. I mean, it seems like the smartest. I guess like Christopher Nolan just has that clout that yeah. I mean. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he does. I mean, he. I guess he does have clout. At the same time, it's like some of his movies have made a lot of money, but it's like, is he really that big of a box office? Because I mean, like stuff like Dunkirk and Inception made a lot of money. Like, no, I mean, Dark Knight obviously, but that's like that's like an an IP film, I guess. So I, I think about that different. Like, I don't. Think, I think of him as a, like he's had box office hits, but he's not like a. I don't know. To me, he doesn't seem like the same, uh, like a, a Spielberg or like a stick your neck no, out there, really. like no, you know. No, I, I think you're right. I feel like I think the same people that watch like Inception and Interstellar didn't realize it was the same guy that did Dark Knight. They just saw mm-hmm. it because you know rave reviews, and same same reason they watched like Dunkirk. Like it was something different. And it was something like unique because I mean that movie is like super cool to watch, and it was shot really well and edited really well. Like, I still want to look into the production of that and see because there's this moment where there's like there's all these moments where music's playing, and I want to know if like the music is playing throughout and if it syncs up and things like that. Like, I just it was uh, production wise super cool to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't know if if you go up to average Joe, if you say Christopher Nolan, if they care, but if you use the films that he's made, then they care. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you say it's the same guy that did Dark Knight versus it's Christopher Nolan, well, they have the same reaction yeah. to telling you about a new movie coming out or something like that. But, yeah. I mean, I got nothing against Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I, like most no, of I, I guess I just think of him more of like a... He's an odd exa- well, Like as a critical slash respective figure as opposed to like a... Household name. Hit. Like, well, not even that, just like a, fin- a, 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 like, blockbuster, like, financial hit. Which, again, he's made plenty of movies that made a lot of money, but not, like, like, extreme, like, you know, like, I, I guess when I think of that, I think of, like, even, like, like, Michael Bay's and stuff, like, like, and obviously that's not the same level of critical success, but I, I you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like Nolan gets a, a slightly disproportionate amount of deference compared to his box office, I guess, compared to, you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I mean, I think it is. It's it's the quality of the film. Yeah. It, I mean, it's definitely miles above something like a Michael Bay. Right. But, um... But I just mean, like, it seems like the narrative is a tenant in a movie that's going to reopen the movie business or whatever. And it's like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, does it, I mean, does, it just doesn't seem like... It seems like that movie would be, like, a, a big blockbuster movie. Like, I mean, maybe Mulan, like, um... I mean, not necessarily a Marvel film, but like I don't know, like it, it just it, it, if if I'm looking thinking of a, the movie that's going to reopen the business, like I just that's not necessarily the first name I would think of if I had a pick of like right all just all the directors out there, you know. So yeah, but no, anyway, but I mean, I guess, but he was never in that position anyway. Yeah. It's only until recently that he's, that sort of pressure has been added to the film. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. I mean, I'm I'm in for. It. I think it looks super cool. I'm not risking going to a theater to watch it though. I will happily just wait until it's VOD or whatever to to check it out. But we'll see. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Carol has some news for Liz regarding uh, his stay this time in New York. And these are for you. Passenger left him in the first class lavatory. Ooh. Hey, I couldn't get a room at any of the star ones this week, and you think it'd be all right if I stayed at your place? Uh, uh, yeah, of course. I'll just have to run home first and take some plates out of the bathroom. But it'll be nice staying together at your place, right? Yeah, it'll be a fun step for us. I just can't believe that every Starwind suite in the city is taken. Me neither. Ladies said they're all booked up for something called Jackfest. How many rooms did you book? It's for your own good lemon. I just want you to have what Avery and I have. I am a grown woman. I have been doing things my way for a long time. I don't like my life stuff mixing with my dude stuff. A middle-aged woman saying dude stuff. Is that on my sadness scavenger hunt? Why, yes, it is. Carol and I enjoy our separate but intersecting lifestyles. It's perfect. I'm like that woman on the Food Network whose husband only comes home on the weekends, and she spends the rest of her time eating and drinking with her gay friends. Her name is the Barefoot Contessa Lemon, and you will never be like her, starting with the barefoot part. I'll have you know that I wore sandals this summer, over socks, in a dream. Well, this is my first introduction to Anna Garden slash the Barefoot Really? And I, I still never seen an episode, and I don't know anything more about it. I just know like oh. it's just like a fun, rompy show of just people cooking and basically yeah. stories, basically like Anthony Bourdain kind of stuff. Uh, not tra- well, not traveling, not traveling, but like I mean, it's the same. It's just like yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's a different aesthetic, though, because, I mean, her aesthetic is that, like, she is, like, this extremely, like, basically, like, wealthy, fabulous woman who... Okay, she actually, like, she worked in as a... Was it in the defense department or like she she worked in, in, in like a, a like a government strategy job for a long time mm. and then I guess you know obviously pivoted eventually to cooking but that's quite a pivot like I mean well Liz makes reference there but it's definitely a show I because I remember like so twenty ten that would have been right after I graduated college like around that time or the couple years before that like it was a very like like other like gay people at college we would watch like the the contest episodes or whatever because like everyone loved Ina Garden or whatever so like that was her aesthetic like wealthy like you know just like very gay friendly like whatever woman who's just like really fun and whatever and that's the thing is like I guess she's not like super wealthy but not like in a stuffy way like she you know like she has moments where like she's you know she's just like funny and not in like a crass way but just like uh i don't know like, aloof maybe or not well not aloof just like she, she she i guess just she has a sense of humor in a way you wouldn't expect for someone who is like again extremely well to do so because <laughs> like i feel like i don't know like there are other food network hosts that are like you know like glamorous or elegant or whatever but like they i don't know like she just has like a i don't know just like a more maybe just more accessible persona i guess like despite being again you know yeah, like, yeah. wealthy and yeah presenting a life that yeah. probably won't actually be able to strive for but um right. it's fun to watch yeah and and like that that was a big joke that like her husband like she's always cooking because her husband like the, the bit of every episode is like her husband's coming home for dinner or like she, you know she's having the friends over for dinner or a meal or whatever so like that that's just like a recurring bit that like became i guess like a, a running joke mm-hmm. like like jeffrey was barely there like he would pop in for dinner later or what you know whatever so yeah no i mean i'm sure it's fine uh i just again i just I don't really care about food. I'm so happy whenever pill becomes food form or food becomes yeah, pill form. Yeah, or whatever it's called. Uh, I want to at least have some flavor to it. I feel like that is... <laughs> Does it come in vanilla? Strange. Vanilla and plain or something? Vanilla? I could do vanilla. I could yes. choke that down. I don't know. I just... I don't care enough about food. Like, that's that's what's preventing me. <laughs> Honestly, the taste is what's preventing me from eating healthier. Uh, anyway. Um, but we're not done with the Ina Garden talk because uh, although Tracy has seen Kenneth... Um, while outside the CBS studios. And we're skipping a lot of those scenes just because, for time's sake, but the big scene that we get with Kenneth and Tracy, I think, is one of the funnier scenes of the episode. So we'll actually play that one when Kenneth has to reveal that he is true to Tracy. Um, but we come back to Liz's apartment where she and Carol are hanging out watching the Barefoot Contessa. Is that, and that's the name of the show, right? Mm-hmm. Is Barefoot Contessa. Yeah. The character, or the person. Is Ina Garden is, is her name, yeah. Yeah. They basically tell you what the show is in this yeah. in this segment. You want to watch TV? First thing you need is tequila. Stop, wait, no. The Barefoot Contessa. I love this show. Me too. This is one of the three things in the world I like. Ina Garten, Sweater Weather, and when... When Muppets presented award shows? Well, yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> we really see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, don't we? Absolutely. I've never met anyone before who had the exact same idea as me about what to do with Palestine. It would work, right? Of course it would work. And don't you agree that our situation is perfect right now? (laughs) We have these great visits together, but then we still have our separate lives. We're like Jeffrey and Ina. (laughs) No, no. I can't. I can't live like this anymore. I'm not like Jeffrey Gordon. I'm not as strong as that guy. Don't have too much fun without me, okay? I need to know where this relationship is going, and I can feel you resisting it. No! No, it okay? Don't be cry! I'm a pilot, Liz. You know, I spent my entire adult life just casual girlfriends in different cities, and... I, I, I can't go from woman to woman to woman anymore. How many women have you been with? No, no, I'm not, I'd, I'd rather not say. It's shameful. I'm a pilot. Six. Oh, that's not so great. <laughs> <laughs> so you have. Well, well they're saying, I mean, that was the scene I was talking about at the beginning where it's like, I, I can't tell if, like, he just doesn't know how to, like, cry act or if he's trying to be over the top. But it, even if it's intentional, like, it comes across as someone who is, like, trying to act out crying and, like, not doing a convincing job of it whatsoever. Like, yeah. it's just, like, it's, like, weird. Like, just the line readings are just, like, 
yeah. weird and not I don't know like it's the sort of thing that like just it takes me out of scenes I'm like okay this is a, this is an actor who is trying to act but it's it, it's, right. it's act like it looks like someone who's doing a, a bad acting I job mean, a competent actor like we know Matt Damon is a good yeah. actor we've seen him in good things but yeah I, and I feel like it's unearned too like it's such a sudden turn for the character of yeah they keep wanting to hang out with Liz and live together or, or stay the night or whatever, and then they finally get the chance, and then it's like immediate breakdown. Well, I I, I can at least buy that as he's obviously very buttoned up, so it's like right. it's like he's been holding it in so the damn burst. So I could I could buy that. It's just the actual. But like, if we had something delivery, it's just like beforehand, weird. like if when like she like when he's like, can I stay with you tonight? If he had been a little bit more like, you know, if that's okay, we don't have to. I can maybe find a friend or something. Like, if he had been a little bit more reserved about it, I'd be like, okay, so maybe he's hiding something. But, like, then, he, but there he's like, so, uh, yeah, let's do it. And then this scene, he just, he's okay for 30 seconds and he starts breaking out into really ugly crying. It's like, well, I don't think it's quite earned. But, I mean, it's it's a moot point to even argue it. But it's just like, I've never quite liked that turn. She feels too soon. For the character. So Pete's super happy with uh, Jenna taking all the producers' roles, and uh, we're not going to play the scene just because it's it's gross. It's not okay. Uh, where Pete is saying, "I've actually been able to make love with my wife," and it's only because she's asleep. Which what did we say? It's somnophilia is what it. They, well, somnophilia to me implies someone who like they like they that's what they like yeah. is something with someone. That's so true. it doesn't come off quite that way, but it's still yeah. definitely. I mean, uh, they're in a situation where someone is not giving their consent in yeah. their sleep. So yeah, it's. I'm, I'm not just dated. I mean, it's just it's just uh, it's, it's gross. It, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just it's. I guess if you're not thinking about it, it's comical in the fact that all you're seeing is just a first person perspective of of Paula and she's like snoring and the first cut is her like going like her being rocked pretty hard and then he goes picture it again and then she's like basically slamming her head against the headboard and it's like in that in just the presentation it's funny but when you actually think about what the Jake yeah. is saying and then it's like no there's no that's not okay kind of thing but um yeah I wonder if now that it's on Peacock if new audience see your new audience like viewers or whatever maybe have a something to say about that that might get edited or something i doubt it i doubt at this point it will but yeah speaking of peacock they've actually seemed to like launch it okay like i've seen a lot of good buzz like apparently it has a lot like a lot of the free tiers are like just channels kind of like i think like Mm -hmm. pluto where it's like it's just all day just runs episodes of those shows over and over which the only, I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't used it all, so I, I can't speak from a personal experience. But the only drawback seems to be the same thing with HBO Max, which isn't on Roku or Amazon yet, mm-hmm. which is like a huge percentage of the market. Like some of the HBO Max stuff, I watch like because I just watched it like on my computer. But um, I mean, yeah, it's not on Roku, which seems like I mean, yeah, a big deal because I, I mean, so many people have either Roku or Fire Sticks. Like yeah. it's on Apple, I think, and mm-hmm. I, I think some just like basic smart TVs, but. I mean, you're talking about a that, that's a yeah. yeah. That's a big I mean, I, I know. I, I assume that's just sort of some licensing deal is why it's, it has to be on a certain platform for a month or three or four months or something before it can be on Roku. But given that, like you said, Roku and Amazon Fire Stick and things like that are kind of the go-to connections yeah. that a lot of people have to not have them from the get-go. I guess maybe that's what you're hoping is your first month or like your first quarter is standalone, and then you open it up to a new. Uh, a new light, a new distributor as well. Then you get two good quarters of, of launch and, and 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 viewership. So at least for half of the year, you're covered and you look good. Your numbers look good. Yeah. But it just I don't know. I guess I don't know. I'm not in the entertainment industry. I don't know. But yeah, I just I'm sure by the year's end, it'll be on Roku. We'll uh, see. I mean, we'll apparently see. Roku is basically to basically wants it's over money, and I think I'm not sure with HBO Max. I know specifically with Peacock, what came up was. Roku wanted to cut because Peacock is ad supported. Wanted a cut of advertising revenue, and I think Peacock, at least, I I, I don't know. I, I guess the, obviously figures weren't discussed, so I don't know whether it was they didn't want to give as much as Roku wanted, or if they didn't want to give anything. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that. So I guess those, those, I'm sure those negotiations are ongoing. Also, speaking of Peacock, we have not seen the Thirty Rock Peacock no. upfront ad special yet, and from what I've heard, that I don't yeah. know. Well, it didn't air, in, it aired in selected areas. Yeah, because like over half area, the NBC yeah. affiliates didn't, didn't air it because they thought it was too much 
promoting Peacock. Which I agree. I think that's... Yeah. I mean, but we knew going into that's what it was. Because yeah. we knew it wasn't going to be the Parks and Rec style of reunion. It was going to be a promotional yeah. consideration kind of thing. But it still is like, yeah, it's not airing in our area. It's not on Hulu either. Apparently it's on it NBC.com. Like, I mean, the reviews have been all over the place. Like, yeah. mostly bad. I have seen some strong reviews. But a lot. Of, I've, I've seen a lot of really bad reviews, too. So, yeah. it, I don't know. It, so... Yeah. By the time we end we'll up seeing see. it, it won't even matter anyway. But uh, yeah, I just we didn't get the opportunity to see it legally. I guess we'll have to yeah, see. Yeah, our it our, our local means. market wasn't one of the ones yeah. that aired it. So yeah, we did our best. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back at Thirty Rock, uh, Jack has learned that Avery has tasked her friend Jane with a lift to. Uh, <laughs> I know it's really bad. Um, to handle the next part of negotiation. So Jack's going to bring out the big guns, um, right? Daddy bear. Daddy bear. Bear daddy, whatever. Uh, but meanwhile, Tracy's still sadly walking the streets and stumbles into Kenneth once again, and Kenneth has to prove himself that he's real. Mr. Jordan. Mr. Jordan, please stop. You're not real. But if I threw you in front of a car, it would drive right through you. No, 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 I am real. Would an imaginary me know that you have a mole on your list of pets to get? Or that your favorite color is rainbow? Of course it would. It would know anything I knew. Because it sprung from my imagination. Sir, it's really me. you come back home to TGS and pick the peas out of my fried rice and the rice. I just want carrots. I can't do that, sir. But don't you miss rubbing my foot back into the shape of a foot? Of course I do. But I'm real happy here at CBS. They gave me a tote bag with the mentalist on it. I guess this is goodbye. Obviously, I'm going to need the tote bag. So you, my, my, my commentary is very limited and small, but you go ahead and say what you want to yeah. say. Yeah, well, <laughs> two things right at the end there. First, <laughs> my my uh, biggest memory of The Mentalist is that was one of the CBS procedurals that always got advertised during, like, Sunday NFL football games. Because, oh. you know, the, the they would always do what's coming up tonight. So it was, like, whatever episode of it was, like, Cold Case, The Mentalist, and whatever CSI spinoff was there. And announcers Sunday could nights. not be less excited to announce any of that, like, Coming up tonight after the game, Simpsons airs at 8 p.m. It's like, oh my god. King of the Hill. My memory for Fox was King of the Hill, Simpsons, and I don't know. Probably X Files. Yeah, X Files. Yeah. 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 But anyway, also, I really like that Tracy has the line about. It's bringing out of his imagination because, like, as as Kenneth was saying that, I was I was thinking in my head, like, of course, if he's yeah, if he's a projection, of course he would know. Yeah, he'll know exactly all your. So, favorites. but also it's a version because I that's I feel like I, like that's like a typical thing. Like, would blah 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 know this? And it's like, yes, yes, yes they would. would. <laughs> so that yeah. was pretty funny. No, like it's that. one of the rare moments is Tracy actually being smart. Yeah. Um, showcasing a smart thing. But also <laughs> the library is just like no because it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his reaction's great. Uh, but anyway, back at 30 Rock, Pete is enjoying his cerveza, uh, which did you know is Spanish for beer? Uh. Uh, <laughs> um, and Jenna has the solution to all the produ- to all the money problems. I think I found a way to get the budget down to where Jack wants it. That's my girl. You are in fuego. I was looking it over, and I've realized something. There's one too many producers, Pete. Okay, I get it. But please, I have five kids that I don't want to be at home with. No, Pete, it's me. As great as I am at this, I'm not really necessary. Hmm, the last time I said that, I was in a three-way with two of the Backstreet Boys. No, Jenny, you can't quit. I'll take a pay cut. We can fire Liz! This is hard for me too, Pete, but it's because I'm a genius producer. I know that you have to fire me, take my producing fee, and amortize it to cover the gaps in Transpot and Electric. Hey, Liz, would you rather be with the person you love forever 
but you always have to wear a shirt made out of their pubes or be alone for the rest of your life. But you get to wear whatever you want. Shirt of pubes. I thought you left. I came back. Uh, I mean, I had to kick an obese teen off the flight to get a seat, but I really wanted to talk to you. Look, I'm not sorry you saw me cry. I'm an emotional guy. That's actually not even part of my personality. That's just something that happens to people who change altitude more than four times a day. Is that also why you got so mad watching the Giants game? No, that was because why does Geico have three different spokespeople? They have the caveman, the lizard, and then the stack of money with the eyeballs. And the fake Rod Serling guy. Oh my God, right, thank you. I mean, you see how good we are together? Look, Liz, I, I want this. But if we're gonna go for it, we gotta move forward a bit with each visit. Two minutes to air. Cass, please set yourself. Look, you have to get back to the airport. I have a show. How do we move this forward in the time allotted? All right, let's each say one thing about ourselves that the other person doesn't know on the count of three. All right, ready? One, two, three. I'm on Touched a waiting by list a to adopt a kid. It's fine. Wait, Wait what? what? Okay. That was a step. Yeah. See you October 14th. So for the first time in a while, we finally get a reference to Liz mm -hmm. and adoption and motherhood. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's very brief. Very brief, but yeah, they, they finally bring that back up. And it's very easy to miss what either one of them saying if you're paying attention to one and not the other. But Liz says she's still waiting on an adoption list. Or she's sorry, she's on an adoption waiting list. And uh, Carol says he was touched by a priest, but it was fine. It's probably not fine. He probably yeah, has some no. therapy that he needs to go to. Um, well, maybe that's why it's fine because he's had lots of therapy to maybe maybe he's worked through it. better adjust him. Yeah. He better adjusted. Yeah. Um, but there's also there's did you catch the ADR line? The see October fourteenth. I mean, it's clearly an ADR yeah. line, but because that uh, the, they're setting up him coming back for the live show in a few episodes. That's the date of the episode. I guess How we'll funny. Know. Oh my god! Yeah. But yeah. Um. I mean, I feel like that, that's a good way to handle their situation of slowly opening up to each other kind of thing. And I don't know, maybe they could do like a call every week or something. Just like, here's a new thing about me that you don't know. I don't know. Dating's hard. So on the set of TGS, uh, Jack learns that he might have been outplayed by Avery. Well, he was definitely outplayed by Avery. <laughs> I never thought you'd make it this far, Lemon. I know, season five, we were supposed to get canceled. Not just the show, I mean you. You're in an adult dude situation. You're wearing a beautiful blazer from Rico's Husky Boy collection. Is that what Rugazzi Robusti means? I'm just saying I'm happy for you. Thank you, Jack. And I'm glad that you're getting to keep your wall elk tongue. Actually, no. The fabulous James and I came up with an excellent idea. We're taking that wall down. That way, we can make the master bedroom closet bigger and gain a nice architectural symmetry. Huh. Think maybe that's what Avery wanted all along? Oh, my God. Hannibal defeated Fabian with a decoy army. James was a plant. The Strie wall finish was a decoy. She Hannibal, my Fabian, Lemon. Avery and I are perfect together, like whiskey and hunting. Soulmate doesn't even begin to do it justice. She's my... She's your pube shirt. Pube shirt. So that's the Fabian strategy, continuing the season four thread, uh, or trend rather, of having uh, post-credit scenes and or at least credits running through scenes, uh, we get Kenneth saying goodbye to the TGS crew and letting on more that uh, he still misses it and he wants to come back. It's and he's been working at Letterman, and, apparently. Yeah, yeah, he's working at Letterman. Uh, and uh, there's sort of a fun goodnight moon style way he's saying goodbye to everyone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. So uh, final thoughts on the Fabian strategy? As we wrap it up. In the last scene there, I really like Alec Baldwin's line reading as he, like, realizes that Avery played him. Because he was like, is he, he's just like, I don't know, the way it dawns on him, but, like, he's not mad about it, actually. He's very he's happy about it. Cause it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought, it was, well, yeah, I mean, it, in character, but also just, like, it was a really, it was a really good line reading, I think, too. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Um, some of the better story elements. I think he had the better story of this episode. Um, but yeah, I still just think like it's fine. It's a fine episode. I just think it's not a great season opener. Um, but yeah, 
This is season five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I same as Bryce at the beginning. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fine. I think it was super. I mean, my 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 bench point for a low nail is the Boston one, which maybe isn't the maybe isn't the worst of the series, but it's like the most recent like low point I can think yeah. of. So it was definitely better than that. Yeah. No, but I, I do like. Uh, I know. I know. I'm, maybe maybe I'm doing it to set my set my sights super low, but. Uh, this next episode um, has the, is the one that has Paul Giamatti in it, which has one of my favorite line reads of the show because it's so over the top and silly. We'll get there uh, next episode. But anyway, speaking of next week's episode, uh, when it rains, it pours. Uh, in this episode, uh, we meet Paul Giamatti in a one-off episode. Uh, he is one of the main editors for TGS, and he's been treating their show a little bit unfairly, and she, Liz has to find out why. Uh, meanwhile, Angie starts going into labor with uh, their new child. EGOT. With their, <laughs> yes, entitled EGOT. Um, but uh, Tracy has a hard time being there as he's selfish and doesn't want to be there for them. Uh, but as always, thank you for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you next week in episode 82, season 5, episode 2, entitled When It Rains, It Pours. David, take us out. See you next time. That's our show. Good night. Good night, Miss Maroney. Good night, Mr. Jordan. Good night, TGS band with your funny smelling dressing room. Good night, Bear. Good night, Moon. Soon Park from accounting. Good night, Miss Luna. Good night, Mr. Donaghy. I lied to Mr. Jordan. I miss you all so much. Sir? Is it really you? Sure is. Wanna go kiss in the prop cage? What? No.